Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, and welcome to the Syrupcast. We are on episode 92. It is the week of October 21st. Uh, and you would think this would have been a quiet week, but it was a bombshell of the week. And we'll get to all of that. But first, some tunes. Welcome back to the Syrupcast. This week I am joined by Mr. Ian Hardy. Those are bombshells. Oh, <laughs> good to know. How are you, sir? Very well, thank you. One, Zach Gilbert. What's going on? Not too much. Yourself? Not uh, not much. Just recording a podcast. And for the second week in a row, Jessica Vomero. Hey, Igor. How are you doing? I'm good. Pat and Rose are dead to us. <laughs> uh, so shout-outs to them after. Uh, so this week... Unless you were living under a rock when Guy Lawrence was let go from dun, Rogers. Dun, dun. If you'd like to see Guy Lawrence back on the uh, at the head of uh, Rogers, I suggest you start using the hashtag, hashtag Team Guy Lawrence. Or we can set up a domain just like they did for Show Me. Yes. Good like idea. the Show Me employees, maybe bring GuyLawrenceBack.com. Yes. Can we do Good that idea. after? We can do that. That'd All be right. actually yeah. interesting to see what happens. Yes. Um, Don't so, get any ideas. <laughs> So uh, Rogers announced its uh, Q2 or Q3, excuse me, uh, quarterly earnings 2016 this week. Uh, they were fantastic. First Canadian carrier to hit 10 million postpaid and prepaid subscribers, as Ian, as you pointed out to me, unprecedented at this point. Yeah, right? well, well 10, 10 million in Canada is pretty significant considering the population is about 35 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty significant. But if you go south, mm-hmm. 10 million is what they do in like a quarter. So. <laughs> or or like I, I should you should say like 10 or 10 million is like a quarter of their you know like yeah. subscriber base right yeah it's crazy if you're t-mobile or something but in canada those numbers are pretty significant yeah yeah um and overall like really uh great numbers i, I believe it was six percent uh year over year growth in the wireless division um the media division did really well too thanks to the jays uh rip and but the news came, I guess, and it was really surprising, and uh, I'd like to hear everyone's take on it, but they, you know, it came out of the blue. He was leaving. Or it came out of the red. Oh. 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 <laughs> puns. But, yeah, I, got, I got all those dad puns. With year-over-year year growth and since he started, it, it mm-hmm. leaves the question on why, right? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. was he outsta? Yeah, so... Well, they used the excuse when uh, they released a statement mm-hmm. that they had been looking at Natale for since he had left TELUS years ago, and they had asked TELUS to release him from his non-compete clause, and that when he became available, it was just, quote-unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now, too good to be true. Bad radio. Uh, <laughs> I find that I find that extremely sketchy, for lack of a better phrase. And you even said that it was pretty sketchy when you were at TELUS and yeah, Natalia yeah. left, right? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, so Ian, what's your take on Joseph, or Joe, as he's called in the industry? Uh, I only I met him a few times uh, at the Canadian Telecom Summit when he took over. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, 
know, his his demeanor. I don't know if you ever met him, Zach. Yes. No, yeah, yes. once or twice. Yeah. Zach. So for those who don't know, is a spy for Telus. <laughs> yeah, he's an internal, but we won't talk about that. Except uh, that we just did. So he <laughs> scratch that from the record. No. <laughs> so he his background is all about customer service. That's what mm-hmm. he. That's what his forte is, and. Over the last year or so, Rogers customer service has improved. You see them adopting new technologies like Facebook and Twitter for people to directly connect. So I'm not too sure how he will make a significant difference. Rogers is a massive, massive company. Mm-hmm. So Natalie only has experience with much experience with wireless. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, has a lot of experience with health because uh, that's what Telus is big into. So when it comes to like uh, sports teams, print, radio, he'll be leading all that as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what background he has that makes him such a obvious choice to lead that. Or is it the Rodgers family saying, we can control this guy the way we want to? Right. So um, uh, a report came out of the National Post and BNN kind of alluded to it as well that Lawrence's downfall ultimately was that he did not get along with the family, right? Yeah. And in the National Post, it was really interesting because they they kind of created this stealth group within the company made up of the family and as well a couple of executives that were not loyal to Guy Lawrence to find to kind of woo Joseph Natale over to to Rogers and get him or and get Tellus to scratch his uh, non compete clause, which ends in July two thousand and seventeen. Right, so he comes in as CEO, but he can't be the CEO for nine yeah. months, right? Like, which is, but in in a in a cause like that, do you think that he can't even talk to other people within the industry about plans? I think I I don't know the contract. I'm not a lawyer, but it, from you know, in some sense, I don't think it even matters at this point because he like as soon as he was approached, he went to D- Darren and asked him for his quote unquote blessing to talk to Rogers because I guess he. Wanted back. I mean, Zach, you kind of alluded to this. Like, you were at Telus at the time. What was kind yeah. of sketchy about his like? Maybe sketchy is not the right word, but what kind Just of didn't add up? What? Yeah. How did it not add up? That like his excuse from what we've been told is he didn't want to move to Vancouver. Right. He didn't want to uproot his family and move. But in the world of today's technology, why does one need to move to another you know part of a country or another country or mm-hmm. even another city to to run a company? Right. We've got telepresence. We've got. Um, Slack, we've got Skype, we've got everything that you can, you know, yeah, run a company. But and, I don't know. I feel like that wouldn't that would be less of a substitute when you're a CEO. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think at that level you need to be with your team, like the executive mm-hmm. members of the team. Well, yeah, but strategy. he was doing so much for the company in terms of increasing their like their customer service rating and stuff like that. Like, tell us year over year for the last couple of years with uh, Joe and in the reins and everything. He brought the company to the number one for customer service, you know, where the number of um, complaints that uh, Tells had to the CRTC was just astounding in, to, in comparison to Bell and to Rogers, mm-hmm. right? So if, you're, if your CEO is doing that well and you're adding subscribers and, you know, shareholders are happy, like they increase dividends year over year, why why need to move him, right? If he's doing well in the current setup, yeah, I mean, does it really become a reason to move him? Yeah, same. I mean, same with Guy. Like, sure, like you know, it's he might have, by all like accounts, he has an abrasive personality, but he got the job done. Like, the, yeah. their churn rate has been going down by base churn rate being the amount of subscribers that are jumping ship, right? Like, 
that rate has gone down by several basis points each quarter, like consecutively. Um, so he was doing the job that Natali has, quote unquote, been brought in to do. <laughs> and, uh, and, and revenues were increasing. Yeah. And he also like, it seems like such a backward move, like, you know, maybe take some of your ego out of it, like Roger's family and like see that you had someone really great at their job. Like mm -hmm. he made uh, Rome like home possible because he wasn't from Canada. Right. Like I, I thought the whole reason of bringing in this guy was because he wasn't from Canada. Why then go back to this kind of incestuous like, oh, like he's someone we know, like. So I don't know. I, Com comfort. Com commercial. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah, like sure. if and we know anything about the Rogers family and we really don't know much, we know that it's very difficult to take ego out of the equation. Right. And if, I, yeah, so I'll put it in the links after. But if you guys want to read a great feature, it's in Toronto Left. It's called The Man Who Would Be King. And it's all about Ted, uh, Ted Rogers and his wife uh, and just the Rogers family in general and what <laughs> how that kind of looks. Ted, Ted, uh, Ed, 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 I should say, yeah, Ed, Ed. Ed. yeah. So that was a fascinating article. Yeah, one thing to kind of to add to the whole um, Guy Lawrence and stuff like that. So not only am I a former Telus employee, I'm actual former Rogers employee as well. Where haven't I worked? Right? You Double time? agent. You don't like Bell or <laughs> I haven't. I haven't dipped my foot in there. And I, think, I think I'm done with the carrier stuff. Wind. That's yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I was there when they switched CEOs to Guy. And mm -hmm. the company prior to, to the company when he's been in, mm -hmm. two different companies, right? He he really had a focus on customer service and he had a focus on creating more value for the customer. Mm -hmm. As much as people harp on Rogers and, and you know, being a company the size they are, it's kind of hard to get around from that, right? Mm -hmm. um, but he, he did a good job. And, mm -hmm. and it was evident from an employee standpoint. And, you know, so I think... No, nobody is anyone a Rogers customer in here. No, Fido. Fido. Well, yeah. yeah. There you go. So I don't know if you've noticed. You know, you you spoke to about. Um, oh yeah, like uh, since you know since he t like I wouldn't have you know since on Fido we just got Rum like home except it's called uh, what is it called on Fido Fido Rum Fido Rum right yeah. like doghouse <laughs> doghouse yes um, yeah like it is an amazing value add right yeah. like sure like there are those people who are like oh why don't you just get a you, uh, SIM card in the country right like. That's a good voice. Right? Like, but no, that's, yeah. that's their voice. That's like, that's the voice I imagine when I read <laughs> these comments. They're like, oh, don't, don't you know about this? Yeah, but like, this is so much easier. Oh, yeah. I just bring my SIM. Like, same phone number, same everything. Yeah, when I had uh, Rome Mobility going to SFO, like, that SIM would not even work in SFO. I'd have to get into the town and they were like, sure, like, I know how to change my APN, uh, but this is. Like, I have to tell everyone my new number, which is not even, like, easy to remember. No. And so, yeah, like, this is, for the price, sure, it's sure it's still a bit expensive, like, $5 a day. But, like, even on Rome Mobility, it's it's pretty, like, you're paying almost that much. As, as, well, those, those other services, you need to make sure it's topped up. You need to, you know, every six months, I think, now it is. It used to be a year. Yeah. Um, where this, you just go and use it, right? So it definitely was a great value add, right? Yeah, and it's and I've said it before, but again, it's because Guy was from Vodafone, right? Like he yeah. had the partnerships in place. Like who is Joe Natale to like the other telecoms of the world, right? <laughs> like, just another yeah. Canadian. Yeah, he's just another Canadian, right? So yeah, and it's also interesting, like uh, I, I had brought this up to you, Ian, um, how similar this is to what happened with the Jays last year, right? Yeah. Like... For those who don't recall, Paul Beeston was the president of the Jays, and 
like they were conducting a search, uh, or Ed Rogers was con- like kind of very publicly conducting a search for his replacement while he was still the president of the company, right? And if you want to re- read um, an amazing article about it, Bob Elliott from the Sun Hall of Fame, a baseball writer, he wrote like a kind of whole like, um, ana- or not analysis, but like step by step how it happened. And it is just like, Rogers learned one thing from it was to kind of do this secretly, but I don't think they learned the ultimate lesson, which is just don't do this kind of stuff. Just like let, if the CEO is doing a great job, like in terms of numbers, just keep him in place there, right? Until, you know, he's there to produce results and he was producing results, right? So mm-hmm. it's got to be not to defend Rogers or yeah. whatever, but they're obviously a public company, but it's got to be, it's got to be a, a tough thing to swallow mm-hmm. if you're, in that family yeah to somewhat let go right right to a certain extent because he because rogers was started from basically nothing mm-hmm. and almost went bankrupt and now it's like the leading media company in canada mm-hmm. so in order to let go just like they tried to do with guy lawrence um it's got to be really tough even regardless of how much profit but correct me if i'm wrong um so you were you know you were there when guy stepped down and you zach as well um, wasn't he kind of initially brought on to kind of, he was, um, like the family was the, uh, ones that kind of brought him in, convinced him to come yeah. specifically so that they could take a step back. Well, Ed wanted to run it. Yeah. But the, the shareholders said no. Yeah. And now they're in this situation, but the basis of why Guy Lawrence was brought in to transform the company, uh, to, uh, transform the company with his Rogers 3.0 plan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he executed a lot of that, mainly customer service, and also to make it a profitable company uh, and a basically a forward-looking company, a growth company again right. too. Yeah. So yeah. So they've done a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So I guess moving on next week is going to be hell of a busy week. Oh yeah. <laughs> Zach, do you want to tell us what's happening next week? Oh, what's not happening next week? Right. We've got. Um, the Microsoft event. Mm-hmm. Um, when is that again? Like 26. 26, yep. right? So no word, or we've got some rumors on what they're going to announce, but mm-hmm. um, some interesting stuff going on there. And then we've got the Apple event. Long-awaited, overdue Apple event, right? So myself, I'm using a Mac from like 2008, and I've been waiting for this, and I, you know, a lot of people have been waiting. <laughs> hey, two, wow. Hey, eight, eight, that, is a testament. That, that is a testament for the Mac uh, Mac Pro line, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, though, can it edit Ugh, videos have- these days? No. <laughs> can it do, you know, good word processing? Sure, why not? So as someone who wants uh, the new MacBook Pro, MacBook Air, uh, can you just give us a lowdown on what is, uh, what's rumored to be coming? What's uh, what's old uh, German? Yeah, so there's a few things rumored. Um, some that are interesting, some that are not. So mm-hmm. Apple apparently is removing MagSafe. So if you're not aware of what MagSafe is, it's the magnetic electrical connection that charges your macbook on the macbook the new one uh they you went in favor of usb type c right so then you got to go in the dongle life and get everything connected through that yeah so if i can just quickly say that is the macbook i have one is a terrible computer except for one fact if you're on an airplane because of the usb c if you have a usb 2 to usb c cable you can plug into because every uh, airline now you know the infotainment terminal has like the a USB little port, port so yeah. you can charge your computer while you're flying hey one minute it's a good computer if you're like no it's a terrible computer and, sorry you know watching some youtube videos. <laughs> <laughs> i actually like my mac 
No, you're, the, the Air is a fantastic computer. Huh. I'm talking about the MacBook. Because the MacBook the MacBook's is using a terrible like, um, Core M processor. Yeah, oh, a mobile it is, processor. Yeah. It's not a laptop processor and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so some other stuff is that they've uh, registered trademark for the Magic Bar, I think is what they labeled it as, which is their, um, if you're not aware, that organic LED bar that's going to replace your function keys. So mm-hmm. if you watched our site and read some articles, um, we posted an article, I think actually I did, on the... MacBook, sorry, the keyboard that Apple is apparently going to incorporate in the MacBook in 2018, which is an um, organic, sorry, um, e-ink. So what it does, it can change the keys and everything like that. So apparently that's what the OLED bar is. is Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's going to be a function bar, so it can change to different things, um, show what you're listing to, which is the rumors, um, and incorporate mm-hmm. Touch ID, I believe, as well. Ooh, fancy. What's the benefit of that? Just that the it can design. change, right? Like, um, I think Apple's doing it so they can have something that's new. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, differentiate. Other, other than saying, hey, it's thinner and it's faster and... Is it is this well, one step closer to, like, a full touchscreen Mac? I don't know if that will ever happen. No, I don't... So, I, you, the kind of context you have to take it from is that... Apple's the sales of Macs are declining faster than the industry average, which was in, usually in reverse, right? right. Usually they yeah. outpaced industry average in terms of increasing, right? Like so, they or they held on better than the rest of yeah, the yeah, industry, yeah. right? And now that's kind of, you know, the MacBook was not really a great computer. Um, they've kind of taken too long to refresh these lines, right? So, I, but I guess like, what more do you do to a computer? Right, like yeah, but they haven't even updated processors and stuff like that, right? Like they put in they put in the relatively new um, mm-hmm. Intel processors, but at the time I think they were already a year old and the GPUs. The Mac mm-hmm. desktop hasn't been oh yeah in a, in a thousand something days or something like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I. I mean, it's yeah. insane. Like it's yeah. it's an industry where it's changing so quickly, but they're staying but so stagnant. On it's, I think it speaks to just where Apple is, right? Like all their revenues derived. Well, not all of it, but. A great good portion. A good portion is derived from the iPhone, right? Yeah. Like that is their bread and butter. Although Jessica, so this is I think an interesting inflection point because you wrote about you know the next big thing for Apple was supposed to be the car, and that's no longer the case, right? So <laughs> no, do you want do you want to tell us about that? Okay, well, um, Apple has been dealing. Mm-hmm. Apple has been. Well, they've been very secret about their driverless car project, but we know that it's reportedly called Project Titan. However, recently they've it's been leaked that they have initiated a bunch of layoffs in software and hardware and all across their car division. And um, we are suspecting that this means that they're actually shifting their view just to software. They essentially want to make the brain of a driverless car, but they don't want to make the hardware anymore because it will leave them open to potentially partner with other automotive companies or potentially ride-sharing companies that are making the hardware for driverless cars. A couple of other outlets, including Mobile Syrup, when I wrote the story, kind of speculated that they overestimated their ability to produce this kind of hardware. That's such a far 
uh, reach from where they currently are and any of the lines that they're currently promoting. So that's what's going on with Project Titan at the moment. It's currently been downgraded a lot. But if you think about this, it's not very Apple-like, right? So other than Apple CarPlay, so other than Apple CarPlay, no other Apple software is on another non-Apple device, mm-hmm. right? So they always control the end-to-end hardware software. You know what Google is doing with the mm-hmm. Pixel, right? They're, they're trying mm-hmm. to ensure that performance and everything. So it's not very Apple-like to to want to offer up the software base to another company to implement into their vehicle. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Apple software is known for being proprietary. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been, I think that that's really been one of the main selling features. And that's the reason why their software does so well and why their hardware has always sold so well when there have been ups and downs in the industry in so many other brands and so many other companies. Their software is proprietary and you can it's very difficult to get out of the walled garden once you're inside of it, but obviously billions of people like being inside the walled garden. So, well, and um, onto that as well. Like, I don't know if this was kind of writing on the wall a couple mm-hmm. weeks back or a couple mm-hmm. months ago. You know, uh, Tesla CEO Elon Musk. He was like, you know, Apple's poaching employees of theirs, and you know, it's a Tesla graveyard is where where the employees go to go to Apple, right? It's yeah, it's <laughs> the ones who didn't make it uh, with. Elon, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, for as great of a person as he is and like really kind of inventive individual, he's known to be really demanding, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, very much like a Steve Jobs was, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, and on the topic of Tesla, like they just announced and these two competing companies working hard to build a driverless future. Mm-hmm. Sorry, autonomous and driverless in terms of nobody in the car driving the car. But... Um, they're working so hard and Tesla announced a few things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jess, you wrote a story and I think Rose did as well. Mm-hmm. On, and so did you. Yes. <laughs> well, I helped. I gave some advice, right? Um, so a few things they announced at this um, mysterious nobody knew about event that was delayed a couple of days. Um, they announced that all in-production models of Tesla vehicles will support the hardware to be fully autonomous, mm-hmm. meaning from A to B, they can drive you. They even posted a video of this guy hopping in the car, driving around town, and then it coming up to the front of the Tesla head office. Mm-hmm. And the guy getting out, the door closing by itself, car driving away, <laughs> finding a parking spa- space, knowing, hey, that's a handicap uh, or accessibility spot. Mm-hmm. I can't park there. Mm-hmm. And then driving past that spot and going to a different and parallel parking. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Right, which was It was crazy. amazing. Mm-hmm. The most amazing part was the painted black playing in the background there. <laughs> <laughs> To uh, Call of Duty, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we were talking about before, um, but this is going to come at a cost, right? At a cost of regulatory, at a cost of out of your pocket. So if you're just to upgrade to enhance autopilot, which gives you like the current autopilot features, which if you don't know, they've been removed for any new Tesla models until sometime December. I believe, December yes, 2016, right? I believe. Yeah. Until Tesla has enough information to kind of work off it, but um, the enhance is going to cost you almost eight grand, mm-hmm. and to give full driverless capability, that's going to cost you like $5,300. This is the Model 3 total cost of well, it? This is on the Model S. We don't have information on the Model 3 yet. Mm-hmm. Um, was it 5300 Canadian? Sorry. Yeah, Canadian. Okay. Um, but I the Model it was 4, S is 000, like the... That might be US. So, excuse my ignorance, but the Model S is the upscale version? I mean, they're all yeah. upscale cars. but <laughs> So, the interesting thing, Tesla has gone away of we're putting this hardware in every single vehicle, right? So mm-hmm. even if you don't want this soft, this hardware, sorry, it's in your car. Whether you mm-hmm. paid for it or not, it's there. What you're paying for is a software unlock, 
Oh, okay. Interesting. So they've done this before, and this is kind of a model that Tesla and Elon loves. Like, it's just one from a cost perspective, it reduces cost, right? So mm-hmm. they can order. It's one screw. Yeah. They can order so many extra units to get a better rate for because they're owning these many cameras or whatever. Um, and then the, the manufacturing process is the same for all vehicles and just goes on and on. But they did this with the battery. So every Tesla vehicle has the biggest battery capable and you can pay at any time to unlock that battery. So you're going away for a vacation. Mm-hmm. You need to drive further distance. You can pay them thousands of dollars to unlock the full potential of that battery. That kind of feels scuzzy though. Like you have the battery there and you're buying just like to unlock it. Yeah. Right? Well, it's the like thing with DLC a lot of that. unlock codes. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with a lot of that is that um, the autonomous driving capabilities are going to be regulated very differently depending on which state. Because we have mm-hmm. to remember that this is going to be rolled out in the U.S. And mm-hmm. um, depending on which state and that you are purchasing these cars in. So some states might not even allow you to activate these self-driving capabilities sure, just yeah. yet. Yep. So why pay for it if you can't use it? Well, that's the benefit, right? So yeah. you can you can get the car and you know it's capable. Mm-hmm. For when the regulations catch exactly. up. Exactly. You don't have to you know drop 10 grand extra on your vehicle today. Mm-hmm. You know, to get it down the road is actually a little bit more. It's about $1,000, $1,500 more to mm-hmm. add this feature. Mm-hmm. But what's the money worth you today versus tomorrow, right? If you've yeah. got a 10 grand extra laying around, okay, cool. You know, save a thousand bucks and do it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you're saying, like regulatory, and, and Canada's kind of been a little bit better, I think, yeah. a little bit more lenient on autonomous vehicles. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of testing, and, and you've written a bunch of stories on that, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, autonomous vehicles are a bit of a pet project of mine. It's kind of been starting at the municipal level because traditionally transportation is a municipal issue. Mm-hmm. And so the city of Toronto, for example, is one city that I've been talking to quite a bit that has been saddled with the issue of, okay, how do we integrate driverless cars when um, this is a security issue, this is a privacy issue, but the roads are our responsibility. Mm -hmm. So in Canada, it's actually been working itself up from the city level, which has been surprising to a lot of people. But everybody that I've talked to has suggested that it needs to get to the federal level in order for it to ever really become legal and accepted on the streets in Canada on a national level. And we kind of saw an example of that recently when Justin Trudeau and uh, Kathleen Wynne and GM Canada announced a partnership to poach essentially engineering students from universities to add to their driverless car, electric car, and um, autonomous vehicle engineering team. And we were there. We covered that story. And um, we actually covered that story pretty extensively. But I would definitely say that the regulations in Canada are much farther ahead just because people seem to be a lot more open-minded about it. But I would also say that we don't have an ingrained automotive sector here. There's a bit of a flat surface Mm -hmm. to build on. And I mean, we do, but we don't build cars here. Not really. Not anymore. No, yeah, not anymore. We manufacture them, but we don't actually design. But we don't design. Like We're not building anything that has its roots in Canada. And we have the ability, if I may, to build on a bit of a flat surface. Yeah, the other issue, like in Canada, we're much more open to kind of like federal oversight in some sense, right? In the States, mm-hmm. there's the whole like, you know... Much more fragmented. <laughs> fragmented Very and, much. and like if the federal government is imposing on you like in the U.S., like there's that whole narrative of narrative of like, oh my God, Very state rights. Very different mentality. Right? Very right, different. To, right to bear arms, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
I had um, short sleeves on today. So, so I mean, is this something that you see like in Canada? We'll be able to like just jump into my friend's Tesla. Oh, when my know, friend Elon comes if to Canada, Elon has <laughs> the way. Um, he said one to two years, mm-hmm. but regulatory people are saying five to ten years. Oh my god! Well, I you mean, know? the car can be available, and the self-driving features can be available, but you can't actually implement them, and they're not going to be useful to consumers until the government says you can use these on government-sanctioned streets, which kind of sucks. But um, at the same time, it's very difficult to integrate technology like this with people that are still driving their own cars and making their own mistakes. So you either have to have it's a very it's a very complicated and long-winded discussion, but essentially, you either have to have all people that are driving their cars or all driverless cars for it to work right and we we talked about this earlier right we so did. if you've got an autonomous vehicle it knows rules ones and zeros words right this is what it knows and this is what it does to the book so it like yeah. literally reads the driver handbook and it's like okay i do this in this scenario this in this so scenario. it's better in a, than a human in that sense right yeah. but, but it also doesn't have the yeah humans are very unpredictable so exactly. how does a, com- a computer does not have the foresight to know that what that you know car is going to do we can make that extrapolation like based upon the actions of the driver or the turn signals used mm-hmm. whatever it may be we can look and go they're probably going to turn left now and they're not supposed to turn left, but the car's like, hey, he's not allowed to turn left, so I can turn. At least that's where the technology is right now. We don't know exactly how self-thinking these devices are going to be in five years. AI, right? Yeah, obviously, like, you want to program... I think this is something that Tesla's engineers have accounted for, right? In their shadow programming, yeah. Right, they're like, there are terrible drivers out there. (laughs) And our AI... (laughs) We're not going to be be one of them. (laughs) Yeah, for our AI to be safe, we need to give it the tools to navigate these terrible drivers. Yeah, right? it's essentially a machine learning algorithm at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, so if you watch Silicon Valley, you'll know the world uh, the word neural net, right? Of course. So yeah. <laughs> what they're using is that Tesla has developed its own neural net. So that's just mm-hmm. like a giant database that connects dots and is just able to process information beyond what we're able to think about right now, right? Mm-hmm. So they've developed this neural net and this Tesla software and what they're doing is that all vehicles that are going to have this uh, the new software and hardware and the computer that's running on the NVIDIA Titan platform, mm-hmm. um, it's going to currently run in autonomous mode without making those decisions. Mm-hmm. So it's going to mm-hmm. go around. You're going to drive your car around, whatever, if you're lucky enough to have a Model S or a Model X or whatever. And it's going to know and make these decisions, but without actually implementing them. And then Tesla can go back and look at all this data and say, okay, this scenario, the car would have been right and the accident actually happened because the driver was wrong mm-hmm. or vice versa. You know, the car would have made this decision, which would have, you know, caused an accident. And then they can take this data and say, Hey, regulatory peeps, you know, here's the information. Our mm-hmm. cars are safer than people. You know, let's work at kind of fast tracking this. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Robin, our audio engineer is gesturing at me to wrap up. Let's get our shout outs. Mr. Hardy. Mm, my shout out goes to Pat. I've had back pain. Mm-hmm. I was in bed for nine months and couldn't move. Yeah, Pat had a had Pat has a herniated disc. Oh, he probably oh, no. can't move. So my shout out goes to Pat. Poor guy, uh, Mr. Gilbert. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to somebody on the team. I was gonna go crazy like I have the last two times. Nope, Lion King. Please, uh, let's do it. <laughs> but I'm just gonna shout out Rose. She's killing it with her reviews lately. Um, <laughs> sorry, you'll have to go crazy this week, Jess. Okay. Um, and right now she's working on a. Zen phone or something like that review, which is uh, coming up this weekend, I believe. Cool. All righty. Jess? 
I would like to give my shout out to PayPal because as Microsoft was releasing their quarterly earnings this past week, so was PayPal, but nobody covered it because Microsoft was releasing their earnings. Congratulations to PayPal for having almost $87 billion transacted. That is not a sponsored ad. Yeah, it's not a sponsored okay. ad. Yeah. No, totally. I promise. Seriously, it's not a Gosh. sponsored ad. But like, you, you, got you had them me. so uh, icky. You had the voice down. So I that's like, yeah. Me too. That is not an ad read. Yeah. Okay, well, we covered Microsoft, but we didn't cover PayPal. And I was thinking about it last night. I'm like, ah, oh, dang it. I should have done that. That's a mobile You seem a little, a little more grungier voice, and it wouldn't have sounded like okay. oh, yeah. PayPal. Congratulations um, you know, to uh, PayPal. <laughs> it would have been great. As, as the Anyways, analyst that, would say. Shout out to PayPal. Great quarter, guys. <laughs> great quarter. Great quarter. Yeah, totally. Uh, my, my shout out goes to Toronto Blue Jays. Amazing season. It didn't end how we uh, wanted no. to. Uh, uh, there was a streaker, though. So Yeah. Hey. yeah. Edwin and There's Jose are probably gone. But hey, whatever. So. Thank you, everyone, to listening. Uh, we'll see you next week when we'll be back from Microsoft and Apple. Until then, take care of yourselves and have a great weekend. See you later. See ya. Right. Peace. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.